Good morning. It is seven minutes after 11. It is Froster Buns Friday. We played that interview because, well, we're going to honor veterans, men and women, brave men and women that we sent into those wars we talked about in the last hour, willingly or unwillingly in many cases. Uh, and, and I think we ought to have a better understanding of our foreign policy. And when you look at Nikki Haley and the, and the direction she wants to go, it is the same direction we've been going in since the 1800s. And it's wrong. Uh, they will call me an isolationist, but I am not. I believe we should keep the lines of communication open through trade. People don't generally want to shoot their partners. But I don't think militarily we need to be getting involved in any more of these conflicts. I don't care if it's Taiwan or Israel. I don't care if it's Russia. I don't. Ca- I, I just don't care. If you personally feel compelled to send your money to a country you sympathize with, I'm good with that. But the country, the government, the United States government shouldn't be doing that in my name. Uh, because not only does it get horribly expensive, witness our national debt, but it also creates enemies for us home and abroad. If you listen to the last hour, did you did you hear things you hadn't heard before? Are you looking at our foreign policy a little differently now? Have have any alarm bells gone off in the back of your mind? You understand that for the most part, I believe that we have had, in many of these cases, uh, good intentions. But it has, it, but it hadn't worked out for us. That's why I think with Ukraine and Russia, let the Europeans handle it. This is their neck of the woods. We've screwed the pooch there because we kept NATO alive after the Soviet Union collapsed. And now we're paying the price. And we've got another problem. And the problem is that we have troops scattered around in Syria. And in spite of President Biden saying to these guys, don't. I mean, that is the dumbest thing you ever heard. Don't. Anybody thinking of get don't. Ah, bravo, Sierra. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. These Americans who are there are sitting ducks. I mean, it's just been fortunate. The only, uh, the only mort- uh, mortal wound was a guy uh, uh, that had a heart attack when, uh, when we were being attacked. Instead of, and here's the, here's the thing. This, this gives you an idea of the bind that we're in. If Iran had bombed the United States... I would think that we would go to war with Iran. We would start bombing Iran. We would start doing to Iran what Israel is doing on the Gaza Strip. We would, if we wanted to win, tear them to pieces. So they would understand they cannot win. Well, these are Americans that are sitting ducks in Syria, and we're not doing that. We don't have the moral authority. If, if we decide to really retaliate, to really stand up behind that don't argument, we would end up unleashing literally another world war. 
It would involve Russia, China. It would involve Israel. Uh, the Saudi Arabians would be involved. Certainly Iran. This would, this would be hell. The simple smart thing to do is to say, come on home, guys and gals. We, we're not leaving you out there, hanging you out there to dry. But we won't do that. Biden won't do that. Nobody will do that. Instead, we continue on the same path that we've been on since the 1800s. Creating more and more problems for us down the road. We're giving out so much in terms of uh, munitions that we can't keep up. Our own military can't, you know, we can't arm up. They attack us. We're in trouble. So that's why uh, I, I don't want anybody that is in the vein of a Nikki Haley. Anybody that thinks it's our job to govern the rest of the world, because it's never worked out for us. We have 900 troops in Syria, and we're just exposing them to attack after attack. And eventually, something will slip through, and somebody will die. Bring them home. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. It is uh, Froster Buns Friday, and you're free to call on any topic you want. Uh, but I just, um, I just want people to be aware of our foreign policy and what it's done to us. What a mess. What a horrible mess. All right, uh, let me move on, because we got an interesting story well, actually, we got a couple of interesting stories, Brian. One of them uh, dealing with uh, kids sleeping with their parents. And the other one is a guy who is, and I, I thought this was, you know, something from the Babylon Bee. Uh, my testicles, he says, don't make me any less of a woman. Is that right? Well, that's what he, <laughs> that's what he says. Um it's it's a little a little tough to swallow. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Well, you have, haven't you? <laughs> uh, never mind. We won't go there. We won't talk about your personal life. Um. So here, let me. Um, I think I'll start here before I run out of time on a Froster Buns Friday. By the way, you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, and it will uh, pop up right here. This this is kind of a unique story, though. This is kind of unique. Because, uh, well, his anatomy is odd. Here we go. You know, the medical terms, what they tell me, you know, my testosterone, you know, being born, you know, without the uterus, you know, being born with internal testicles, those don't make me less a woman. It's just the differences that I was born with, and I embrace them. You know, the so apparently this guy um, has a vagina. He doesn't have a uterus. He doesn't have ovaries. He does have testicles. He does have testosterone. Um, and he wants to compete as a woman. Well, what do you do with this guy? I mean, 
he's got male and female genitalia. I would argue, and this is my opinion, that if he has testicles and testosterone, he's a guy. And if he's lacking a uterus, fallopian tubes, or o and or ovaries, and doesn't have menses, then he is definitely a guy. A genetic quirk of nature. He has XY chromosomes. He's a guy. I think he's taking advantage of this confusion or trying to uh, because it's easier to compete that way. If he has to compete with other guys, he may not win. What a strange, strange story. All right, uh, sleeping with your children. When does that end? That's coming up next on The Gary Nolan Show. On a Froster Buns Friday. It's Froster Buns Friday. It's 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. And a lot of parents will bring their children when they're very young into the into the master bedroom. They'll uh, maybe sleep in a crib next to the bed. That sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Uh, I was too young to remember. So, But I don't think that was the case with me. I don't know. Brian's a father. He had kids. Uh, I'll find out from him, but it, 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 at some point, the kids have to outgrow this. At some point, the kids need to, well, sleep in their own rooms. Well, here's a father talking about his family. So when people find out that we're a co-sleeping family, they think we all pile up on one bed. That is not the case. Let me show you how it goes. So this is our king bed. I sleep on that side, make it in the middle, little Sarah Grace right here. This little twin-size bed at the foot of our bed is where Mackenzie sleeps. You say, why does she sleep there? Mackenzie, why do you like to sleep in the twin bed in our bedroom? I don't know. It's just a little safer. Then you might wonder if Sarah Grace gets too big to sleep up here with us. What are we going to do? Put another bed in here? I don't know. We'll figure that out when we... Um, so, uh, after uh, giving a tour of their shared bedroom... <laughs> Uh, Brandon asks his daughter why she likes sleeping with her mom and dad. I don't know, the sixth grader replies. It's it's a little safer. Mackenzie is deaf and has cochlear implants that she removes at night. Uh, and so she figures, uh, you know, it's, it's safer. At that point, she can't hear anything. Uh, and it's an eerie feeling for her, Brandon says, while chatting with uh, uh, Today.com, a, a station in Washington. Sometimes she'll wake up and check to make sure we're there. Six years old? Six years old and still sleeping with mom and dad? Twelve years old and still sleeping with mom and dad? How old is too old to co-sleep with parents? Brian, did your, any of your kids sleep in the master bedroom when they were infants? Only when they had a bad dream, as I recall. You know, yeah, uh, they... You didn't in. have like a crib in the no, master bedroom when uh, they were really... No, they had no. a separate room. Separate room. But um, I was happy to, you know, nurture them when they had a bad dream. And it's like, it's okay. And they'd, you know, eventually get over it. And they'd be back in the room the next night. But no, with uh, as a regular routine, no, we didn't sleep with the kids. Um, at what point would you say that ends? I mean, did... 
Is six too old? Is 12 too old? I mean, I can't comment on that because they got used to sleeping in their own room all the time. And occasionally, you know, the only reason for them to come in mommy and daddy's room would be, you know, if they had a bad room or they were scared or if they were sick or something like that that made them come in the room. But as, as a regular routine, no. <laughs> 12? Are you kidding me? No, I mean, no. if a 12-year-old's sick, you, you go and... Uh, help them in their own room. So I don't know what's going on in this family, but that's weird. It started when Mackenzie was a baby. She had low birth weight, and we wanted to be close to you know keep an eye I can on see her. See that uh, the father said, and then it sort of stuck. Recently, the father shared a, a video of his family's sleeping arrangements. Uh, in the now viral clip, Brandon, who lives in Alabama, explains that he shared a king-size bed with his wife, Megan, and their six-year-old daughter, Sarah. And Mackenzie has a, a twin-size bed pushed right up against their bed. So they're all sleeping, essentially, in one bed. After uh, uh, giving followers a tour of their shared bedroom, Brandon asks Mackenzie why she likes bunking with mom and dad. I don't know, the sixth grader replies. It, it's a little safer. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's that sense of security that kids sometimes need to know that it's going to be okay. And if mommy and daddy are, are always there to provide that, <laughs> and they're sleeping in the room every night, yeah, I can see how you can get uh, attached to that type of security. But we never did that. What? When, when does that? When should that end? That ought to end. In the first year or two, yeah, and it ought five. never be a regular. I mean, five was probably the max for us. I can't say for sure. But, you know, kids get scared by the weirdest things, a, a loud storm or whatever. Dad, I'm scared. It's like, it's okay. Alicia Silverstone, uh, the actress, uh, said that she and her 11-year-old son, Bear, uh, share a bed. Bear and I... Still sleep together, Silverstone said during a chat. Um, I'll be in trouble for saying that, but I really don't care, she said. Mother with her 11-year-old son sleeping in the same bed? This gets kind of creepy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Weird. Some people, some others' kids. Uh, did you have your kids in your bedroom when they were very young? And if you did, when did you say, that's enough, uh, it's time for you to sleep in your own bed? 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. We talked about uh, the battery-powered, this is the very beginning of the program, we talked about the uh, battery-powered blimp uh, that has a diesel generator <laughs> because they're trying to prevent global warming. Uh, you just can't make this stuff up. Then... Then we talked about uh, the uh, snow plows in New York City. They bought a, a couple of battery-powered snow plows that apparently can't go more than a couple of hours, uh, and then they got to stop and recharge, which takes a long, long time. And so they're going back to diesel. But wait, there's more, because apparently when these things catch fire, they're hard to put out. Um, somebody... Uh, you know, the, the story is at PJ Media. And these things 
are a real challenge to extinguish. Researchers say that EV fires last longer, are harder to put out, and have a tendency to reignite. Not only do the lithium-ion batteries have really like flammable uh, liquid or chemicals in them, but when those chemicals burn, the smoke is so toxic it can kill you. Uh, Fire Marshal Andy King from uh, Franklin County, Tennessee, said after his crew doused a burning Nissan Leaf, uh, they used up 45,000 gallons of water. He went on to say, I think if we're faced with a similar scenario next time, we just, we just might need to let it burn. <laughs> Man, these battery-powered cars are just nothing but fun, huh? There are 170,000 vehicle fires in the country every year, but the government doesn't keep separate statistics on which ones are electric and which ones are internal combustion. Some independent studies show that EVs catch fire less frequently than gas-powered cars, but that's not very helpful considering non-electric car fire can simply be extinguished with water or a foam. Wow, that's a lot of water. All right, uh, up against the clock here, can I get uh, Mike's call in? Yeah, yeah we got, got a time couple for minutes. Uh, on uh, sleeping with the kids, 6 and 12 years old, Mike, did, did you have your kids sleep in the room with you when they were very young? i tell you what, when my daughter was 18 years old, still sleeping with us, we didn't care for her, but when she had her boyfriend, Bubba, 300 pounds, getting bed with us, I started to get a little bit anxiety over that, but then yeah. when his, uh, his, his uh, grandma, 87 years old, came up and got dead, oh, no. I no, 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 when I was over in those ditches, I said, that's enough of this, and, and everybody had to go their own way. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Mike, thank you for, for oh, all the levity. man. Oh, the whole fam dambling in the bed. <sighs> you have a baby, and uh, they will often check to make sure that the baby doesn't have any genetic defects or carrying some disease. Uh, and they'll just take a, a drop of blood. That your B, the, the DNA uh, will, will help them. Uh, ascertain whether or not there's a problem here. In fact, nearly every U.S.-born baby has blood drawn so they can check their risk of about 60 rare diseases uh, within hours of being born. And that's that seems, uh, you know, fair, I suppose, although I do believe they ought to get the parents' permission. What a lot of parents may not know is what happens to those DNA samples. Uh, we've got a case here that uh, doesn't look particularly good. Uh, in fact, it looks kind of scary. Inflation? When will it end? There is um, one uh, financial wizard who thinks he knows when it will end. Uh, this is uh, Ken Griffith. He's a billionaire, head of the Miami-based hedge fund manager. Uh, he's uh, Citadel. And he's got an answer for you. We'll share that with you in the next half hour, too. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 1135. Glad to have you with us on a Froster Buns Friday. Inflation has been a problem. And, and to tell you the truth, I'm going to give you a true, uh, this is, it was fortunate. It literally was lucky for the Republicans that Donald Trump didn't win re-election. Because we had this supply chain problem. Much of it caused by government regulations, I understand that, but we had a supply chain problem that really spiked inflation. I mean, in addition to all the uh, cash that uh, that both parties sent out uh, in checks to everybody, the other problem was just the enormous uh, amount of problems uh, getting product to market. So he was, because he would have been blamed for that. You can be sure he'd have been blamed for that. Not only would they have said that was a, uh, you know, it wasn't just a factor. It was, it'll be a factor that Trump caused if, if, the, if the mainstream media has a way of getting to it. But since then, that problem has subsided. And we still have inflation uh, much higher than the feds would like to see. Feds unrealistically, well, not unrealistically, they, they actually have accomplished this, like to keep it at 2% inflation, when in fact it should be flat, if not going down. But they haven't been able to accomplish that, and the reason they haven't is because we keep spending and we keep going in debt, and when we, uh, when we uh, uh, make your money less valuable, it takes more of it to buy something, so they have to print more money, and now you have to borrow more money, and now you, you've got a vicious cycle, and that's where we're at. And Ken Griffith, he's a billionaire. Uh, he's the head of uh, uh, hedge fund, uh, the Citadel Hedge Fund, and he said that higher baseline inflation may go on for decades, caused by structural changes that are pushing the world toward deglobalization. He was talking in Singapore um, at a, a Bloomberg forum on Thursday. And he said this is going to have an impact on the cost of funding US, uh, the U.S. deficit. He said the United States is uh, spending on the government level like a drunken sailor. And that higher interest rates are something the government hadn't counted on when we went on the spending spree. The country had more than $33 trillion in national debt as of September and a fiscal deficit of $1.7 trillion for the fiscal year to date since October 2022. That's just so far. Um, so he thinks this is going to go on for decades. Uh, and uh, to the listener who sent me the message, uh, it'll end when Trump is in. No, no, it won't. No, it won't, because Trump won't fix Social Security or Medicare, and he isn't going to fix the U.S. military, the Pentagon spending. So, sorry, it keeps going. And he is right. They may slow it down a titch, but there will be problems that develop as the result of it. And those problems will be a slower economy. It just doesn't end. There is a, a piece in uh, the Wall Street Journal, the DeSantis-Trump Social Security punt. 
Trump wasn't on stage, they wrote, at the GOP debate, uh, debate on Wednesday, though he seemed to occupy Ron DeSantis's mind. That would explain the Florida governor's punt on reforming entitlements that ruled out even gradually raising the Social Security retirement age. This is what I'm telling you about these uh, about the Republicans. The former president this spring lambasted Mr. DeSantis for supporting Paul Ryan's entitlement reforms uh, while he was in Congress. DeSantis is colluding with his globalist handlers to go full never Trump in order to gaslight the people into thinking that Medicare and Social Security would be ripped away from hardworking Americans, Trump uh, declared. So Trump and DeSantis... Right now, the two leading candidates for the nomination are unwilling to do anything about this. So that 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 uh, inflation going on forever is, in fact, a reality. It will not stop. All right, so you have a baby, and uh, they take a stick of, uh, for blood, and they check the kid uh, to make sure that he doesn't have some uh, one of uh, about 60 diseases that uh, often um, affect infants that are born. Uh, almost every state does this. Uh, hopefully, they ask you about you know doing this, looking for genetic disorders. But at least in New Jersey... Um, they store the infant's blood for 23 years without telling the parents and without seeking their consent. In addition to merely keeping the blood, New Jersey thinks it should have the right, and it apparently is exercising this, to do whatever it wants with the leftover blood, including selling it. Or handing it over to police without a warrant. There is a, a lawsuit from the Institute for Justice. They're a public uh, interest law firm, uh, a libertarian group, if you will. They're always, libertarians are always fighting for your freedom. Because they want to change this. It is incredibly misleading for the state to tell parents they're simply drawing blood from their babies to test for disease when it could be sold to third parties or used by other government agencies to build invasive databases or registries. Uh, Texas and other states have uh, shown that uh, these concerns are not hypothetical. It has happened. Uh, according to their uh, complaints, since the 1970s, infants born in New Jersey have been required to be tested for a battery of 60 disorders like cystic fibrosis, sickle cell anemia. Uh, shortly after birth, uh, their heel is pricked and uh, the blood is collected on a paper card. It's sent to be tested at a lab run by the New Jersey Department of Health. Parents aren't asked for the consent before the blood test. Instead, they're given a handout about the test, along with a large packet of paperwork that uh, the parents get when they leave the hospital. A parent can only opt out of the testing uh, if they object to it on religious grounds. Though the, the, the suit uh, notes that there is no legal obligation the parents be notified of their right to object on religious grounds. And this has happened before. They, they sell this information. 
it's um, life is so much more complicated, Brian, than it was 30 years ago. Yes, it is. And that blood story, that's freaky. I mean, if, if they're generating, and now we're getting into the tinfoil hat conspiracy <laughs> theories, if they're collecting blood from infants that are born and, you know, putting that DNA in a database without our knowledge, who knows, you know, what could happen, you know, years from now. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's troubling. It really is. You would, you would think, well, you know, but... Here, right here in Missouri, your driver's license information, your date of birth, your address, and all that stuff can be bought. I mean, it's not like it's your blood, but it is information you're compelled to give unless you want to walk everywhere. And they sell it. The state of Missouri shouldn't have the right to do that. A friend of mine uh, lived across the street from me. And he came and wished me a happy birthday <laughs> when I turned 65. Ah, he was my neighbor across the street. He'd have no way of knowing. How did you know it was my birthday? There's no, you know, there's no big sign on the front of the house. There's nothing. Oh, well, he sells insurance. And the insurance company buys the Missouri driver's license information. And I didn't even know at the time that they did that. Yeah. We should be stopping that. You know what? Uh, we've got uh, uh, Senator Eigel and uh, we, we've got uh, the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, coming on the program next week. I ought to ask him about that. Because they're making money on information they demand you give them. And I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. All right, we're up against the clock. We have no choice. We have to take a quick break, but we'll come back, tell you what's coming up for the rest of the day and what's coming up tomorrow morning. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 10 minutes to noon. It's the Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday. I got an email uh, from a listener asking me if I was familiar with uh, Douglas Mackey, uh, and in fact, I am. Uh, in fact, I'm very, very lucky um, at this stage. I, I'll explain. Douglas Mackey was putting up these memes um, about Hillary Clinton and uh, when Democrats can go vote for her. And he got arrested for it. It was things like you can vote online uh, or, you know, vote on Thursday instead of Tuesday. Uh, just all kinds of humorous things. And he literally got arrested for it. And I'll tell you why I'm lucky. Because years ago when Hillary Clinton ran for the Senate in New York, I ran an ad. Um, and the ad had a, a, like a puppy, a kitten, um, a, a fold, and, and Hillary. And I said, what do they have in common? Uh, they've all lived in New York less than six months. And uh, the net result of that was that she called me one of the uh, most evil, one of the ten most evil men in America. That's all that happened to me. This poor guy might go to prison. They've already found him guilty. He's, he's trying to file, uh, raise money to file an appeal. We did bring this up a couple of weeks or a week ago, I think, um, about uh, Mr. Mackey, but we didn't spend a lot of time on it. Neither one of us, uh, Brian and I, could, could not believe that you could get in trouble uh, for putting up a meme um, like that. But, you know, if it's against a Democrat, 
who knows what'll happen to you. I got lucky though. All she did was call me evil. <laughs> He's going to prison. Uh, to the phone on driver's license, uh, Rick. Good morning. Good morning. I had a question about driver's license in terms of scanning. A lot of institutions ask for a driver's license to scan. Do you know for sure what information they glean from that scan when institutions ask for a scan of your no, driver's license? No, I don't. Uh, I have no idea what what uh, is on that. If, if I had a scanner, I would. Uh, I have uh, rejected their request and said just I'll give you I'll take a look at it, but I don't let them scan it. And I was just curious to know if that was foolishness on my part or if it was. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Has it gotten you, you know, have you been refused service as a result? Sometimes they say, you know, we have to scan it. And sometimes I say, well, I'll go somewhere else, which is what I usually do. For those of us who have uh, encountered identity theft, uh, I'm real precautious about revealing that stuff. And I was just curious to know if you or your listeners knew what information they gleaned from scanning. I don't know, but I, 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 if I were you, I would continue doing that. I, I, I would give them no more information than, uh, than is absolutely necessary. And since you have don't you, know... Have you experienced that where they asked to scan it? I think... Um, when I went to the hospital to, for a, a checkup, uh, uh -huh. they they wanted to scan my driver's license, but but that's the that's the extent of it. Yeah, be interesting to know. Thanks. Yeah. All right. We'll look into it. Thanks, Rick. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Brian, do you have any idea what they what all information? The is? only time that I can recall where somebody physically took my license and did something with it where I couldn't see was at the airport. You know, they were trying to match up identification, but never at just an establishment has anyone asked for a license. Of course, I don't give them a check anymore. Those days are long gone. Yeah. People, some people still use checks, but I, when, I just scan the card when, and move. When the police ask you to sh give you uh, your driver's, <laughs> give them your driver's license, do they do they issue you a ticket because of the picture? Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, man, you get a ticket just for being so ugly. Uh, all right, uh, just a little fun there. Listen, uh, we've got uh, Sean Hannity coming up. Glenn Beck is going to be on board. Dr. Randy Tobler is going to be in for your ride home. Uh, so this is the station to keep it on. Tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, uh, at uh, 8 a.m., it is Gary on Guns. And Sunday morning at 8 a.m., so let me just front sell this. Uh, at, at Sunday morning, uh, you will have Mike Murphy. He is from Como Buzz. And he will be hosting. Actually, he's co-hosting, right, Brian? He is the host, and his co-host is uh, Columbia legend Al Germond. He'll be here with him each and every Sunday. Woo! Can't go wrong with that. I mean, we got it right through the weekend. On the driver's license, uh, boy, do I have time? Yeah, I do. Mike, good morning. What's up on the driver's license? Hey, Gary, real quick. Um, I was going to say that I know when I when I go in to deal with my telephone, if you go into Sprint or AT and T or any of those guys, they'll take your driver's license for sure, and they and they absolutely do scan it. I don't know what they're getting off of it. If I had to guess, they're getting everything that's on that. Uh, I mean, they're they're scanning that barcode on the back is what they're scanning and. Um, as far as I understand, and I know a little bit about this stuff, uh, 
you know, what's encoded into that barcode is pretty much everything that's encoded into the license. What it, there may be even more stuff than you actually see on the face of the license. But in any case, when you scan it, you're not getting partials. You, you're getting everything that's that, that's included in that uh, in that data strip. So. Um, that would be my, my comment. And also, I'm just absolutely sickened by the idea that somebody could go to jail or go to prison by, by be a, for, for, for a silly joke or making fun of somebody. I mean, freedom of speech is, is clearly under great uh, attack in this country, and uh, it's really unfortunate that more people aren't, uh, aren't up in arms about it. Anyway, thanks, you guys. Appreciate the show. All right, Mike. Thank you. Glad to have you on uh, the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable that somebody could end up going to prison for that. Uh, but they, you know, they allege that he was trying to subvert the election. It's a ridiculous oh, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, who's if you're stupid enough to believe that Democrats vote on Wednesday and Republicans <laughs> vote on Tuesday, then you don't. <laughs> you shouldn't be voting in the first place. That's exactly right. If you're that stupid, it's good that you're not voting. Uh, they said that it was a conspiracy. Some guy on the interwebs. Uh, that was in a, you know, where they were looking at memes and collecting memes, said that they had a silent conspiracy. And this guy says, I don't know, not only do I not know him, but I'm on the interweb. Uh, you know, I, uh, there was, uh, there's no way to, to talk to the guy. How do, how do they come to that conclusion? It is absolutely insane. But I've known for a while that uh, the federal government will interrupt speech. They've had a friend of mine who wrote some books about the income tax, and they confiscated the books and prohibited him from selling them. You'd think they couldn't do that. That was uh, Peter... No, it was his father. Oh. Schiff. That's right. What was his first name? Um, no, <laughs> Sorry not, about that. Yeah, thank you. You threw that I, out there. and I was... Yeah recollecting that story you were telling me it's like can you believe in today's world you can't even defend yourself in a court of law nope we're not going to hear it you go to jail what yeah, what country are we living in anyway when schiff went to court on his income tax uh, uh charges they told him what he could not use for a defense you can't you can't Irwin use schiff. yeah erwin schiff that's right he said, you can't use that for defense. Well, I'll defend myself any way I want. I should have that right. If I'm wrong and I go down the dumper, fine, but I, I, I should have that right. They wouldn't let him. All right, we got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.